Uh, all of a sudden, I just lowered my head and it got, you know, that's not a voice from God, that was mine. Okay? But uh, good to be with you tonight. I've looked forward to this opportunity when I was called back probably in the wintertime or early spring uh, to teach on this particular Wednesday night. David and I had lunch together not too long ago and uh, I was talking about this particular session and what is your overall theme for the summer series and he talked about the concept of wisdom and I knew immediately where I was going to go now because for about two years at Bethel on the Wednesday morning classes we have not during the summer break but during the school year I've been teaching line by line the Proverbs in the book of Proverbs uh, it's taken me two years and we're not anywhere close to being done so uh, that shows you how slow I go uh, but we try to dig out all that we possibly can in that verse before we move on to the next one. So we've got a lot of ground to cover tonight. And so without any further ado, let's get right in to this lesson again. Thanks to elders for the opportunity and for their confidence in my being here. Proverbs 10 verse 1 says, A wise son makes a glad father. A foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. Now that passage does not teach how to be wise or how to avoid to be foolish. It simply says, a wise son makes a glad father. Foolish son's the heaviness of his mother. What that says is, wisdom and foolishness affects your family. And if we want a good home life, and we want to actually have a good personal life, wisdom is the way to go. And foolishness is the way to avoid. Because if we're not wise, we are foolish. If we're not foolish, we are wise. There is no gray area, there's no middle ground in the Bible. Either wise or we're foolish. Okay? And Proverbs points that out more times than not. More times it'll say, here is the wise, the prudent, the man of understanding, the one who fears the Lord. Here is the fool, the slothful, uh, you know, the ignorant, etc., the simple, so forth. These are two people. It is different ways to describe this person. It's different ways to describe this person. But there are only two people on this planet in the eyes of God. There's no third gray area. We're either with God or we're against God. If you're with God, you're wise. If you're against God, you're foolish. Bottom line, as simple as I know how to make that. Okay, now then, there are three major factors of the verses I'm going to show you from the book of Proverbs that have to do with the concept of how to be wise. Proverbs 10.1 talks about a wise son or a foolish son. Well, how do you become a wise son or a wise child? There's three general factors or general principles that override everything I'm going to say tonight. Principle number one is the wise person is the one who receives the proper instruction. He receives the proper instruction. It does matter what information you feed on. It does matter what you listen to, what you abide by, and what you think is smart. So what he receives. Number two, what he regards. You may receive something, but you may not have a whole lot of esteem about it. You may think it's a lot of garbage, okay? Like garbage in, garbage out. How many of you in school had a teacher that you decide none of this applies to what I'm gonna do that? I've gotta take a test, I'm gonna take the pass, I'm gonna pass, I'm gonna get the hours credit, and I'm getting out of here, and I'm not gonna remember a thing I got of this class, except I got three hours or four hours credit this class. Raise your hand if you ever were in that. Well, I'll raise mine because I've been in those classes. Okay, you had to have these classes and therefore 
This is what you've got to do. By the way, a lot of these are called prerequisites, right? These classes ultimately that you've got to take for your degree, but you've got to have these prerequisites, okay? So, what, how you regard this information, by the way, how you value it, how you evaluate it, okay? And of course, number three, last but not least, is how you respond in doing what this information asks of you to do. Look, the Bible's not for your head. The Bible's for your shoe leather. The Bible's for when you walk out these doors right here and go home. It applies to your home, it applies to your job, it applies to your neighborhood, it applies to your nation, it applies to your personal relationship to God. It applies to how you feel about yourself. Okay, now if I were to ask you a question, have you ever met a wise person? Come on, shake or not. Have you ever met who you considered a wise person? Okay, now let's flip side that coin. Have you ever met a foolish person? Now, y'all shook your head a lot quicker on that one than you did the first one. I don't understand that. You know, how did you know the difference? How did you know the difference? And by the way, have you ever been wrong? Has there ever been a time in your life when you were wrong? Has there ever been a time when your first impression of a person was a wrong impression? Okay, but by the way, do we pride ourselves in our intelligence? Okay, at least we all got past first grade, right? By the way, I didn't have to go to kindergarten when I was in school. That wasn't required. But you did have to start in elementary school in first grade. Okay, but the idea is you're going to meet a lot of people out here outside these doors. You're going to meet them in church buildings. Not everybody's wise in a church building. Okay, now Solomon, while he by inspiration is writing the book of Proverbs, and he's instructing his son, who's going to be the next king, which would be Rehoboam, technically. Okay, that doesn't mean Solomon applied everything that you find here in the book of Proverbs. You understand? He's as much a person who needed the blood of Christ and the grace of God as anybody in this room, including me. Okay, but what he taught his son was what needed to be taught. Now, what that son did with it, that's his problem. That's his issue. Okay. Proverbs is one of the best child-raising books that there is in the Old Testament. You're familiar with Proverbs 22.6, right? Train up a child the way he should go. When he's old, he'll not depart from it. That's a child passage. Okay. He that loves his child does not spare the rod. Proverbs 13, 24. By the way, the rod is not a two by four, okay? It is a switch about the thickness of your little finger. Oh, yeah. How many of you ever had any hickory tea? Y'all know what hickory tea is. How many of you have ever had the Board of Education put to the seat of understanding? By the way, if you were raised by my parents, particularly my dad, you understood the fear of the Lord, correct? Okay, by the way, there's a passage in, in Psalms, Psalm 36 and verse 1, it says, The transgression of the wicked says to my heart, There is no fear of God before their eyes. In other words, why do these people transgress the will of God? They don't fear God. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Okay, so, fear the Lord, Proverbs 1, 7 says, is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. A okay. lot of Proverbs, a lot of statements in the Proverbs that have to do with who's wise, 
who's foolish. Okay, so let's start with the concept of the wise person is the person who receives the proper information. Turn to chapter 10 of Proverbs, verse 8. The wise in heart receive commandments, but a prating fool shall fall. Now, what in the world is a prating, P-R-A-T-I-N-G, a prating fool? By the way, you probably don't go around and use the word prate. You know, he's prating, he's prating, he's prating. The idea is idle chatter. He's just yuck, 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 and there's not anything of any value coming out of this person's mouth. Okay. Now, the reason he is a prating fool is because he doesn't receive commandments. Commandments are words of authority from someone else. That would be your daddy's words, your mama's words to you as a child. That would be God's words, the Father's words to all of us. Okay. The Lord, the, the Christ words to all of us. Okay. So, the wise in heart, here's a characteristic of the wise. The wise in heart receive Commandments. Commandments are not grievous, according to 1 John 5 and verse 4. Commandments of the Lord are not grievous. In other words, we need help, right? Jeremiah, Jeremiah 10, 23, the way of the Lord is, I know is not in man. It's not in man that walks to direct his steps. So I need help. I need someone who knows to teach me how to walk. What is the way of life? Okay, turn to Proverbs 10, verse 14. Wise men lay up knowledge. But the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. What does it mean to lay up knowledge? The word there also can be translated in other translations to treasure it or to hide it or to store it up. Right now, if you have a garden, by the way, if you don't have a garden, you still have grocery stores by which people are storing up things, hopefully if you can find it on the shelves. But if you have a garden, ultimately you're going to go into your garden and you're going to lay up what it is you're growing out there, hopefully to last you at least the next growing season, right? Through the winter. By the way, according to Proverbs, that's a smart person. Because by the way, there wasn't a Publix or a Kroger or a Walmart grocery, you know, by which, you know, I'm a metal worker or I'm a, you know, welder or whatever. I'll just take what money I got. And get. Yeah, they had marketplaces, but the concept, the concept is a lot of these people in Israel, they grew their own produce. They grew their own wheat. By the way, read Proverbs 31 of the virtuous woman and find out what that woman did in a day's time. Ladies, you think you're tired. Go read that woman, Proverbs 31, 10, all the way down to that chapter. By the way, she burnt the midnight oil. No, well, she stayed up late to feed her family and her maidens, the servants that she had, which means she's of a wealthy family. But she didn't sit back and let eat bonbons and watch Bonanza on TV. Okay. She is a virtuous woman. She is a woman who considers a field and buys it. She's a business lady. She knows how to handle money. She knows how to make belts. They're called girdles. Okay. She gets her food from afar. In other words, she knows how to manage the domestic life of her family. And by the way, where is her husband? Her husband's in the gates. By the way, do you know what her children and her husband rise up and call her? Blessed. Okay, because by the way, he couldn't do in the gates if he didn't have the wife he's married to. That's why she's called a virtuous woman. Okay, by the way, when you've got a husband and wife at a team like that, you can go a long way. Okay, well the concept is, who is a wise wife? Who is a wise mother? 
Read Proverbs 31. Who's a wise husband? Who's a wise father? Who's a wise son? Here we are. Okay, wise layup knowledge. In other words, I'm going to get a little bit now. Later on, I'm going to add to it. Later on, I'm going to add to it. By the way, you will not know your Bible in one 35-minute Bible class. Have you figured that out? It will take you probably a lifetime to learn all that you're going to learn to know and then not know it all. But it don't mean you don't lay it up. It don't mean that you don't try. Okay? For example, how many of us ever went into a classroom with the determination to say, I'm going to learn something today that's going to apply to my life? I'm walking into this classroom to literally learn something maybe that I already knew I need to be reminded or something that I didn't know and it's going to help me live my life. By the way, how many people come into a classroom, basically fold their arms and said, hurry up and get it over with so that I can go on and do what I want to do? That is a fool in the book of Proverbs. Wise men lay up knowledge. Okay, turn to Proverbs 15, verse 31. It says, the ear that hears the reproofs of life, or the proof of life, abides among the wise. Notice, the ear that hears, the ear that listens. Okay, and then the concept is, he hears the reproofs of life. What does reproof mean? By the way, is that everybody's cell phone in this room that just went off? Is that an amber alert or is that a tornado warning? Because trust me, I'm from Bethel and a tornado warning would basically put me under the floor. Okay, because the F5 tornado that came through here in 2011 hit the church building that I used to preach at. Okay, for all that time. Anyway, got your attention, right? By the way, that wasn't me. I didn't set that off. Okay. Anyway, what does it say? Okay, the ear hears, the ear that hears, the reproofs of life. What is a reproof? The word reproof, if you take R-E off the first part of reproof, it just said proof. How many of you ever had anybody have to go over something over and over and over and over you till you got it? Oh, I'm listening to a bunch of folks, you get it the first time, right? First time you ever hear it, it's just like they used to call a tar bucket mine. You just threw it in that tar bucket and it stuck and it wasn't ever going to come out. How many of you ever had to have something repeated to you time? By the way, Nobody here raised by parents that continually repeated the same stuff that you were making mistakes of? What are they doing? They're calling you, reproving you. I am proving to you again what it is you should have got, and I'm going to tell you until you finally remember it. How many of you remember things, if your parents are deceased like mine, you can still hear their voice in your head? of things that you get into a situation, and I can hear my mama and my daddy's voice saying, here's what you do. Or here's what you don't do. Okay, what is that? That's the ear that hears the reproof of life. You abide among the wise. That's what a wise person is. Proverbs 18, 15. This concept has to do with um, the prudent. Okay, the heart of the prudent gets knowledge. Okay, and then he says the, uh, the wise, the person who's the wise, the ear that hears uh, the, the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. So the prudent has it, the wise seek it. That doesn't mean prudent and wise are not synonyms one of another because they are in Proverbs. But the idea is you're looking for it, you're searching for it. 
Okay? How many of you have ever run into a situation in your life and all of a sudden it clicked in your mind, where is the Bible verse that fixes this problem? By the way, is that smart or is that foolish? That is intelligence. Okay? How many says, okay, I read Ann Landers the other day or Dear Abby or whatever looking for it. And by the way, I found out my life wasn't as bad as the person that wrote Dear Abby's letter to her. So I feel better about myself. No, it didn't fix your problem. You just don't feel as bad as the person that wrote that letter. Okay. What does the ear of the wise do? He seeks after knowledge. Look, he's going to receive it because he's looking for it. Okay. Turn to uh, Proverbs 19.20. This is an exhortation. Hear counsel, receive instruction, that it may be well with thee in thy latter end. In other words, who's he talking to? By the way, this person he's talking to has not reached his latter end. Evidently, he's talking to a young guy. If you listen and receive this now, it'll help you in your latter end. What will we call that? In your golden years. Whatever you want to call it. Right? By the way, we're not old. We're just vintage people. Right? We're vintage people. Okay? So the idea is gain wisdom now when you're young. It will help you in your youth and all the way to your latter end. Okay? Last verse we'll look at is Proverbs 21, 11, this block of receiving information. This is quite an interesting passage because the context of it has to do with the simple person. Okay, it says, when the scorner is punished, the simple is made wise. Okay, when the wise is instructed, he receives knowledge. Okay, the word simple there means the inexperienced person. By the way, in some cases, he's naive. You know what naive means? It means he's just gullible to believe anything and everything he's ever been shown and told. Okay, but this, the simple person often in Scripture is identified as the young person who has not gone through enough experiences in life and hadn't learned enough in life to really be able to tell the difference between the right direction and the wrong direction of what to take. Look, the Bible's pretty clear about what's evil and what's righteous. Okay, and we ought to be able as Christians to be able to tell the difference between those two pretty clear. But sometimes there are decisions that have to do with what is good, better, and best. All three of them are righteous choices. Understand? All three are righteous choices. Now, you may do the good thing, but there is a better way to do something. And even there is in Scripture what is the best. Now, the question is, what are you going to be satisfied with? Well, how many of you ever worked on something? That's good enough. Here, eat it. Okay? Well, that's not the best you've ever done. I don't care. I didn't have time to do that. Here, eat it. It's good enough. By the way, how many would you eat that time and time? Just good enough. Okay? Person going to build you a brand new house. They're going to cut corners. Well, that's good enough, right? Person working on your automobile. They're going to cut corners. Well, that's good enough. That'll get you down the road. You get the idea, right? Okay? Scorner, the person who makes fun, he cuts the corners. He's going to go down that road. He's going to be punished. You know what the inexperienced person looks when a scorner 
the mocker, the person that cuts corners is punished, he said, hmm, I don't want to go down that road. He is made wise. You get the idea? Now, on the other side here is a wise man. The wise man don't cut corners. The wise man, when he is instructed as to what he needs to do, that's what he does. And you know what happens? He receives knowledge. In other words, he gets smarter. Look, wise people didn't start out wise. They learned to be wise, and you get smarter every day. How many of us in this room got smarter the first year our teenage children went to college? Why are y'all smiling? Y'all evidently, y'all know what I'm talking about. Okay? We have three children. Of course, you know Hannah, then Benjamin and Daniel. Benjamin's the oldest. Benjamin was at Freed Hardeman, and he came home one weekend. And, of course, Daniel was still at home. There's three years difference between the two of them. And all of a sudden, Daniel's arguing with me in the dining room. You know, we just ate supper, and he's arguing with me about something, and Benjamin's just standing there listening to this conversation. And by the way, I'm right, and Daniel's wrong. Let's just get you that right out front, okay? And so the bottom line is, he's not going to accept that. And by the way, it finally got to, you know, how many of you have ever had to explain to a child because I said so? You have given all the explanations, but it finally came down is, well, the reason you are not to do that is because I said so. Okay. Well, he storms out and he turns around, and our oldest son looked right at me, and he said, Dad, don't worry about it. In a few years, he will learn you are correct. By the way, grandchildren are wonderful in more than one way, correct? Because you just cross your arms... Keep your mouth shut and smile. Because payback is so sweet. Is it not? Come on, shake it. Is it not? Okay. Is that called wisdom? How did you get to be so smart so fast? Because I'm not naive. I have received instructions. By the way, I don't have to eat out of a garbage can to know what garbage tastes like, correct? But well, that's a Tom Hollandism. Okay. I have no intention of eating out of a dumpster, do you? Or drinking out of one. The idea is what? I know what's in it. I'm not going there. Proverbs are filled with cesspools of places you don't go. You know what the prodigal son did in Luke 15? He had to go see for himself. You know how that worked out? He got wise in his youth. Let me tell you something. If people don't learn from this, that right out there will teach you. Because you and I know what that out there in the world will do. That world out there don't care anything about you except how they can help you spend that. And that's what he learned in the far country, correct? Okay. And when he was in need, do you know how many friends he ended up having in the far country? Zero. You know, all those people helped him spend his money. By the way, he thought he's smart, right? Get my inheritance, leave town. I'm man about town. By the way, did he get smart? By the way, how did he learn it? Did he learn it the easy way, or did he have to learn it the hard way out here? 
How many of y'all learned some of the most important lessons you ever learned in your life the hard way? How many of you learned them the easy way? You literally took what the Bible said and said, I'm going to accept that and I'm going to use that in my everyday life. And you know, I'm not going to have the pitfalls this says. Why? Because I was smart as a young person. And that's what we're trying to teach our kids, grandkids or anybody that's of this generation coming up. Okay, how many of y'all have to deal with millennials? By the way, and their kids, which is Generation Z. As we say in the South, God bless them, right? Because they're going to need blessing. Okay, by the way, I know I'm talking to people in here basically my age or somewhere in between higher or lower, but the concept is what? The smart person receives this information. This is what he's been looking for all his life. Young, middle-aged, old, decrepit, one foot in the grave, whatever. Point number two, got to move on. We ain't going to have much time here. Okay? How you regard this information, how you value it. Proverbs 12, 15 says, there is a way that seems right into a man. By the way, that's the way the fool looks at it. But the end thereof is death. And the concept, and by the way, it's 14, 12, but 12 is the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. I think that's what that passage says. It says, but he that hearkens unto counsel is wise. Okay, now there's a difference between hearing it in your ears and hearkening to it. To hearken means you have truly bought into this. Okay? And uh, one of the reasons you buy into it is because, number one, you see it works. You know, when, when your daddy tried to show you the correct way to take a push mower and to cut the yard correctly, how did you cut the yard? Okay, by the way, there's all kind of ways to push a push mower around a yard, right? You can leave little strips of grass this, this wide all over your yard where you make passes, right? But when your daddy come out there and look at it, says, why didn't you cut the yard? I did cut it. Look. No, you didn't cut it like I showed you. Okay. God says, here's what I've showed you. Here's what it is on paper. Put this now out here in life. This will work. This works. Okay. Now, if you're wise, you'll value this. If you're foolish, it's one in, in one ear and out the other. Okay. You heard what I said. My dad sometimes, when I didn't want to cut the grass, when he said to cut the grass, I would be sitting in the house or whatever, and he intended when he said the, the yard needs cutting, basically get up and start doing it. Okay, and by the way, how many of y'all ever obeyed in your own time, under your own terms? You know, I'm busy right now. I'm watching my last cartoon on Saturday morning or whatever the case might be. Okay. And all of a sudden, he would come back through and he said, did you hear me? And I said, yes, sir, I heard you. He said, well, you must not have. You're still in here. Now, he didn't mean here. He meant, did you heed me? How many of y'all know the difference between hear and heed? That's what we're talking about here. Did you heed me? Well, the answer is no, because I'm still sitting in here and not out there. Okay. So the way of a fool's right in his own eyes. In other words, I'll do what's right like I see it. No, that's a fool. Okay, you're going to hearken to counsel. You're going to heed counsel. That's the wise person. 
Proverbs 13, verse 1, a wise son, okay, hearkens to his father's instruction, but a scoffer, okay, what does a scoffer do in 13.1? He hears not rebuke. Okay, now rebuke is a different word from the word reprove. Okay, reprove carries with the idea of to go over and over and over and over, prove again over and over and over what you need to know. Rebuke is when you tell somebody no or you negate what they are saying or doing. I'll give you a Bible illustration. In Luke, not Luke, but in Matthew 16, 21, it says that at that time Jesus began to tell to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and there be delivered in the hands of the chief priests, the scribes, and uh, the elders, and that he must suffer and be killed and rise again from the third, on the third day. Immediately, the next verse says, Peter took Jesus to the side and the Bible says he rebuked him. He uses the word rebuke. Okay, and here's what Peter said. This be far from thee, Lord, this shall not happen unto thee. So you get the idea of what a rebuke is, right? How many of you ever had your parent tell you no? Okay, they say yes, you say no. What you're doing is rebuking. You're doing what the word rebuke means. By the way, that's what preaching is. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. 2 Timothy 4 and verse 2. Reproof means I'm going to preach 101 times a sermon on what must I do to be saved until you finally get it. Okay, and then when you chastise that or where you think something is is different from what the Bible says, I'm going to rebuke it. I'm going to tell you that's not true. By the way, Jesus said in John 14, if it were not so, I would have told you. Remember those 10 words. That's called rebuking. You say it's so, Jesus says it's not. What he's doing is he's rebuking what you're saying. Get the idea? By the way, the word exhort means to encourage. In other words, act on what I preach to you. It's the word of God, act on it. It's not preacher talk, it's God's word, okay? So, regard, regard this information. Look at that clock up there, let me move a little quicker. I'll give you, skip some verses in my head and we'll go all the way to the last one. Proverbs 29, 11, 29, 11. Fool utters all his mind, okay? But a wise keeps it in until afterwards. Now, what in the world does that mean? Okay. By the way, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, and so he utters all his mind. In other words, he didn't have anything worthwhile to listen to, but he's got an opinion about everything. How many of y'all ever met that person? There's not a subject on this planet they don't have something they think they've got to share with everybody in the world. Listen, nobody but Jesus Christ is that smart. Okay. By the way, even Solomon had to have divine wisdom to have the wisdom that Solomon had. Okay. By the way, Jesus don't even need you to tell him what you's in your head. He can read your mind. That's deity. That's all deity can. That's deity has that quality. Okay. But the point is, a fool thinks he's so smart. I'll just tell you everything I think. I don't want to know that much. Okay. What does a wise man does? A wise man keeps it in. In other words, he's listening, he's evaluating what he's just heard, what he's just seen. And he's thinking, 
as we say, he's putting his brain in gear before he puts this in gear. That's a smart man. How many of y'all have ever, ever wished you'd have thought before you said? You learned you were a what when you did that? You just uttered all your mind. I call it thinking out loud. Y'all ever been around someone that thinks out loud? Y'all ain't seen some of my relatives in. Okay, because they, they just basically tell you out loud what it is that's going on here. No, you need to have thought about what you just said before it ever came out of your mouth. By the way, if you had thought, you'd never said what you said. Okay. Now then, last part. It's not how you necessarily receive it, though that's important because you've got to receive the right stuff, how you regard it or evaluate it. Now, it's what you do with it, how you respond to this information. Look, folks, it's easy for me to stand here and lecture. Right? We can all be hearers of the word, correct? You know what James 1 says, right? Be you doers of the word and not hearers only. What if I hear it but don't do it? I've deceived my own heart. I literally think that's all that needs to be done. No. How many of you know people that may be pretty intelligent up here, but they ain't got enough common sense to get out of the rain if it was raining right out there in the middle of the yard? Okay, in other words, hey, you're getting wet. Hey, it just lightened. You need to get out of there. Who says, well, st stand out there and just do it, whatever. Y'all seen these people, right? I used to work with people like this. Okay, How do you respond to it? Proverbs 10, 5 says, and harvest time says, he that gathers in summer is a wise son. He that sleeps in the harvest is a son that causes shame. Okay, by the way, summertime here is harvest time. It's parallel to the concept of harvest time. In other words, you plant it in the spring. Okay, you did all the heavy work in the spring. You cultivated and weeded all through the hot season up to harvest time in the summer, which, by the way, would be the end of summer, which would be September, right? End of summer, we're just now in the beginning of summer. September to fall, okay, that's when you harvested the grapes, the olives. A lot of your, your produce and everything came in the end of summer into early fall in Israel. Okay. By the way, how many of you have a garden right now? How many of you got tomato plants and all of a sudden you see that ripe tomato out there and you say, well, I'll wait till tomorrow to pick it. You go out there and you see it's red again. So it says, well, I'll wait another day to pick it. You know, it's hot out here. Okay. You know, it's hot out here. You know, it's heat index of 100. I know the garden needs hoeing. I need the, the groceries need gathering out there. But it's hot out here. You know what a fool does? A fool don't do anything but make mistakes and make excuses when it's time to go harvest. It's time to reap. And what do you want to do? It's hot out here. I'm tired. You know the mosquitoes are bad out there. You can make every excuse known to man. You know what your crop's doing out there? At the whole time you're over here... It's too hot, it's too cold, it's too windy, it's too whatever. You know what your crops are doing? They're failing. You know, go out there when it's cool, you know what you're going to find in your crops? 
Nothing. They're all going to be ruined. And someone says, did you get anything out of your garden? Not a thing. I drove by and saw your garden. It looked like it was ready to pick. What happened? It was too hot. It's too windy. I was tired. Had a crick in my neck. Had a headache. Right? Let me tell you something. Some of these excuses I just gave you are excuses I've heard of people not coming to church. And you? It's too hot. It's too cold. It's too rainy. It's too snowflakes predicted. Okay? Roads are, you know, the roads are wet. Might freeze over by the time the services are over. I have heard all kinds of excuses. Let me tell you something. You're not making excuses to me. You know who in the day of judgment is going to hold you accountable for all those excuses? It ain't going to be me. Who do they think they're kidding? In the day of judgment, let me ask you, are they going to end up being wise? Huh? They're going to end up being wise? They're going to learn a lesson the hard way. It's going to be too late. Okay? Let's lose one other passage. That's probably time. That sounds like a bell to me. Okay? Um, concepts of, of concept of application. Let's see which one I want to pick here. Turn to Proverbs 20 and verse 1. Wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging, who serves deceived thereby is not wise. I'm talking to an adult class in this room right here, pretty much. What is alcohol to the world in which we live? It is called an adult beverage, correct? Adult beverage. Let me tell you something, folks. I am an adult and I don't drink it. I have no intention of drinking it. And you know something? I learned Proverbs 21, verse 1 a long time ago. And I learned the easy way, don't go down that road. I haven't had a problem with it a day in my life. Not a day in my life. And I found out that verse makes sense. Okay? You know what alcohol does? It impairs the ability to think. You know what DUI is? You know what DUI is, right? Okay? So the concept is what? Concept is who is this wise person? Wise son makes a glad father, makes a good family. He receives this instruction, he regards it correctly, and he responds accurately. Okay? Oh, there's a lot more verses I could show you. We'll stop at that point.